Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. On to the Sharkies. Another strange year. Another strange year because they finished six. At one point, it looked like they were done. They hit seventh in round 22. They'd lost three on the trot. And you're going, "Uh uh-oh. They lost to Warriors, Manly, Penrith. 28 nil to Penrith. So you're going, holy heckers. Then they went, beat South, beat Gold Coast, beat North Queensland, lost to Newcastle, beat Canberra. And then obviously lost to the Roosters. Matter of fact, if you look at their last round 16, they only lost from round 16, they actually only lost five games, including, if you don't include the elimination final, they actually only lost four games from round 16. And yet the chat around them was so dire. That's, that's crazy. But the the big concern with the sharkies is is that we see them as a premiership threat or should be or close to and the big monkey on their back is when they get against a top four side they just seem to struggle to put it together they are uh i feel like they're sort of like the enigma within the top eight and Parramatta are the enigma outside the eight i look at them very similarly and go you're unbelievable on paper i know you can beat anyone i also know you can lose to anyone Mm on any given day and come finals time I've got no idea what I'm going to get from you yeah isn't it funny Guru though like I'm the same I feel like on their day they can beat anyone but I think you read out their record when they got knocked out this season their record against top 8 teams and how poor it is like top rated sides and like the record says they can't beat anyone but just the, just the rugby league the eye, eye test, test says, says they, can, they should be yeah. able to beat anyone because at their best, they're so elite. And even the eye, t- you know, like we, we just went through and named our team of the years and Dally M teams the last few weeks and like Britt Nicker is the first bloke to get a shout from the Cronulla side. Mm-hmm. And you look at this, side, like the, they've got a top five in just about every position. Yeah. Like there's depth everywhere in that side. It's unreal. I think the one key stat you've got to look at is they are first, so the worst, for errors made 11 and a half a game. And you go, could you imagine where they would be right now if they dropped that down to seven errors a game or six errors a game? They are, in so many ways, they just don't quite represent what I thought a Craig Fitzgibbon team would. Mm. Like, I just don't feel like he's quite had his stamp over this team yet. And there's times where, you know, I, I, I look at their attacking flair and I think, geez, they're a good side. But then they, and then sometimes they show grit. Then other times it's just like it's non-existent. Yeah, I find I find them such a hard and mate. I've, I think they were my smoky at the start of the year. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember like the sharks got out to about nineteen dollars to win the comp at one point, and I went, "Oh, how juicy is that?" Mm. Three weeks later, they were at about thirty to one. Yeah, I'm actually going to say 
I'm going to say this is a pass mark for me, the Sharkies, because, okay, granted they finished second last year and you could say they've gone backwards. I personally believe the comp got way harder. Um, I think the top eight got much harder to be in than it was last year. And also, when you look at some of these other teams that are outside the eight, you go, geez, you've got to give some credit to the Sharky side for finishing sixth. You reckon it was harder to make the eight this year than last year? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon. Because there, there was a period there where it, was, it wasn't officially the closest um, year we've ever had. Fair. Yeah, like you look at Rabbitohs, Eels, Cowboys could easily have been finals footies teams this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Last year there was that – was there quite a gap between ninth and tenth, I feel? Like quite a specific Well, even playing one. ability. I think like the Dragons were like, you know – a cup, a win or so mm. outside the eight or something, and they were now. They should, you know. Yeah, so there was two points between the Raiders and Broncos, who were eighth and ninth. Then the Dragons were tenth, a game behind. Then Manly were another three games back in eleventh. Yeah, okay, fair shout. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I see this as a park mark, pass mark for Sharks. Although I agree with the sentiment in the big games they need to step up, and you know I agree with that. I also think that some of the chat is a bit hyperbolic. With the Sharkies, mm. I think that they do. They are getting a bit unfairly targeted with some of the chat because this is Craig Fitzgibbon's second year as a first grade coach. He didn't come into a, a wonder squad that you know just had a bunch of Origin players. Like when you look at this squad, they don't even have like Nico Hines obviously one game. Outside of that, they got no current Origin players. When you look at the Cowboys, they got what Reese Robson, mm. Tommy Deer, like you know you could name them. And so that's where I go. Currently, as it stands, they're sixth. They have one origin player, but, you know, he played 10 minutes or whatever. So let's just say no origin players. And they're sixth. Like, it's a pretty good knock for a second-year coach, in my opinion. Yeah, mate, you, you make some good points there. And, yeah, maybe I am being a little bit hyperbolic, but I think it comes from oh, not you. the ceiling I'm, that they – No, no, but, but I, I think I do fit that description at times. I okay. have extremely high expectations for the Cronulla Sharks. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, if, if – Expect them to win finals games is high expectations, and so be it. But I just think they're a better side than to have not won a finals game in the last two years. Yeah, it's fair. That's fair. That's why it's so hard to. They're a very hard team to rationalise. But I, when I look at, it, I look at it like bird's eye view, building towards something, mm. and I go like, okay, yeah, you didn't get the win in the first two years, but look at the roster that's being built. Second year, first grade. Look at these other teams that missed the eight. Yeah, that's fair. You know, and when he walked in, they were tenth or something. Mm. But you're right, though, because the, the problem – I think that what, I guess, exacerbates the problem for the Sharkies, it's not just the finals games. It's in season two where they have such a bad record against top eight sides. Yeah. It'd be very different if you'd go, they beat, you know, they've got a 60% strike rate against top eight sides, and then they just – in the last two final seasons, they've just seemed to struggle. You could kind of yeah. put it aside. But when you add it all together, you go, that's a real monkey on your back. Like, that's a massive – yeah, especially on the fact that they lost to the Roosters in in finals by one point. Oof. They were knocked out of finals by the Cowboys, Cowboys. last year by one point, what was a it? crazy match that went for like freaking... Yeah, yeah, one point. So it's like they've been so close to it, but you're right, Kempion, that well, the regular season record against the top sides doesn't help it. Yeah, yeah, it really hurts their case of like, look, we're, we're a roster that's, you know, put it this way. You know, two years ago, if you said you'll make finals twice and you'll just lose by a point, I think, because they were obviously 10th, I think a lot of Sharkies fans would go, yeah, that's good, we're building towards something. Hopefully mm. the next year we can go a step further. But I think it is because they finished obviously second and then that's, that's the concern. But anyway, let's talk about the positives. 
Pod is obviously Britain a quarter. I mean, best year of his career by far. I loved it. I thought he'd really began to reach his potential. I'm going to go another positive. And I know that once we see someone reach the top of the mountain, we like to chop them down. Nico Hines. I, I thought that, yes, after Origin, clearly he was shattered with everything that happened. But I thought by the end of the season, he had turned it mostly around. And in that finals game, although they lost to the Roosters, Bloody hell, he couldn't have done much more. Yes, he missed the field goals. I get it. But, jeez, he couldn't have done much more. Yeah, and I think it was one thing that stood out for me, like when we got to the end of that Dalian medal night, just how high he was on yeah, that list. And, yeah. you know, I understand, uh, you know, players that are the stars in the teams get all the points. You still have to play well to get points. Yeah. You don't just get in hand of points because you're the halfback. Like and also, play well. there's another team that you're playing. Yeah. You know, it's not they don't give six points to each team. Second year in a row he's done it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he, he did back it up this year and, and was really good, Nico. Um, you just you just really want to see Nico take that next step in finals, don't you? I get, again, and I feel like I'm a glass half full kind of guy because I'm like second year as a seven in first grade. Yep. Fair. You know, and, mm. and he didn't manage to ice a high-pressure situation. I give him a bit of grace there. I give him a bit of grace there. And then, look, you could go the other argument. You go, well, hang on a sec. Sam Walker, rookie, ices it. I think it's a little bit different because Sam Walker's been the guy since he was, like, fucking 10 years old. Nico Hines was, you know, yeah. off the bench at the storm. Yeah. I, I think this year my commentary on the Sharks is going to be pretty boring, though, for next year. Like, mm. I know who you are. I know what you can do. And I, I think Craig Fitzgibbon, his whole thing should be centred around mm. overcoming that in finals. And uh, defence. Yeah. I screwed up the try involvement stat as well. It was, and I had that before, I had fullbacks locked in. So Drinky, Gutho, Walsh were one, two, were five, six, seven overall. But Sean Johnson was actually number one on 65 try involvements. Sean Johnson, Nathan Cleary, Nico Hines, Cody Walker, then the fullbacks. That, that would. Like, yeah, for sure, but, I mean, they're the half, they're the first person to get the ball. Yeah. So, in, in most cases... They're going to touch it just about, a lot of the times. Pretty much every set, yeah. they're getting a touch yeah. that a try happens. But, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. On, on Nico Hines... That conversation was last week, wasn't it? <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> that, on Nico Hines, it, for sure, mate. Like, and I think a lot of this, um, probably the over-expectation on what the Sharkers can achieve is off the back of all the things you boys have just said. But also it doesn't help, think it helps that expectation in that you've got... You mentioned like one origin player who was Nico for 10 minutes. A real pin-up boy of the NRL who won the Dalian medal last year in his first full year of halfback. And then he's backed it up this year with five tries in... So 21 games, five tries, 30 tries, his 53 try involvements. Like, it's pretty special. And, you know, it might not... In the world, he's fourth in the Dalian or something. What's he on, 650k? Yeah. yeah. Like, he signed as a bench storm player. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, he might not hit the exact heights of last year, but I tell you what, he wasn't that far off it. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm really, I respect his turnaround too because it had all the recipe. Think about it: you're at the top of the mountain, you win the Dally M, then you start the year really well, you get in Origin, you play ten minutes, and then obviously what happens happens. You get dropped immediately, basically no explanation. Mm. That is a recipe for a guy to just get shattered and be like, oh shit, maybe I'm not the guy I thought I was. Maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. And he had a few quiet games and he turned it around. I think he deserves a massive credit for that. And I think that the player that we're going to see Hines be in four years is going to be oh, scary. Wow. It's going to be scary. Because I thought towards the end of the year, his kicking game improved like astronomically. Mm. We're scratching the surface of a player who's won a Dalian medal two years ago. Like yeah. he's going to get so much better. Um, 
Now, we'll speak about more in recruitment with the, um, in the preview. Another guy I want to give him, Tommy, ha- uh, Tommy Hazelton. Oh, I had him marked down as yeah. well. Yeah, wow. very good find. Wow. Yeah, we talk about, you know, body shapes in forward packs quite often, and he, he's just very unique, isn't he? Yeah. Especially in this pack. Um, Hazelton, I re- I've always really liked Royce Hunt. been a big fan of him for a long time. Um, you know, Dale Finucan, how many games did he play this year? I feel like he missed a fair whack of footy. Yeah. Did he, did he's, uh, he played 13, 13 games this year. Bicep. Yeah, he'll be a big in. Yeah, and no, I think Dale's going to be very important next year with Wade Graham retiring. Uh, massive. Geez, Dale's going to be important to this side. If I'm with Dale... I am trying as hard as I can to manage his minutes because I want him in the side, but I don't want him playing long minutes to increase the likelihood of an injury um, because he needs to be there, yeah. but I don't think that he – he doesn't have the, the oomph that he had maybe four or five years ago. So you, it's not like you're missing out on you – know, S- Similar to what Andrew Fafita did at the back end of his yeah. career. Yeah. And yeah. like he's 32, Dale. I don't think he's probably quite as beaten up as what big Fifi was before. He's big terrific farewell season but a similar sort of thing you're right Kempi it's so important that he's out there and on the bench and around the team not that he wouldn't be if he was injured Mm. but it's just different there's a difference between playing with them and Mm. spending time on the field with them isn't there shout out to Fafita did you see his Instagram post on grand final day some can some can yeah How good. I mean, it's fair. True. <laughs> True story. Um, also, just quietly, Dow Finucane singing Simply the Best made me yeah. cry. Mm. Made a grown man cry. <laughs> um, really beautiful stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, outside of that, I thought Jesse Raymond was outstanding. Uh, I thought their centres, you know, for most of the, like, Talakai's attack, really underrated. I think that by the end of the year, it seemed like they'd sorted that defence out. So if that is the case, that's really good heading into next year that they've sorted that edge out. Did they sort it out with Wade, though? That's what, that's I, that's yeah. what I said. If, <laughs> if they have sorted it out. Yeah. Wade, are you sure you want to retire? Um, I, I thought... No, go. Sorry, Mike. I was going to say, look, we'll get, we'll get into it in the preview. I do think they need to recruit. Yes. I do think they need to recruit. Yeah. Um, Blake Braley, tremendous again. Yeah, and he won Player of the Year, didn't he, for him? I would assume so. Yeah, he yeah. won Nicaragua, one of the two, yeah. Um, Just gets better every year, Bradley. He's only 24 years old at the 24. moment. 24. Jeez, that's good for a hooker. Like he, and he, the, what I love about Braley's game is it's, he's just adding layer, layer, and you can slowly see it just developing. Yeah. And I think that in a couple of years, whether it's next year or the year after, we'll see him almost, I wouldn't say master, but really have an identity of like, this is what I can offer a rugby league team. You know what I love this year too? He played all 25 games. Wow. Scored one try. So it's not like he got player of the year because he ducked over from a metre out 13 times this year. He just played good, consistent footy every single game. I mean, as a hot bloke, he's robbed the world of getting new, that's for sure. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. <laughs> He's tiny, is an 80 minute hooker, misses very few tackles, particularly like like important ones, and yet. Yeah, but hardly missed a game in three seasons as an 80-minute hooker yeah. at his size. Mm. That's remarkable, Drew. And I know there will be some I – think, I think in the last game he didn't play the best. So don't judge him off that one game, guys. Like, he was so good all year. He just struggled in that last – I think a few of the younger players struggled a little bit. Anyway, as I said, 
big, big concern around the errors made and the top eight situation. But I think that I, th- I still think they're building something nicely there. I really do. This is interesting. Jack Williams. Bigger. Uh, oh, wow. Timmy the Tin wow. Up telling Porkies. Yeah, well. Claiming other people. It's also, I noticed this uh, stat sheet put together by one Matthew Buxton. <laughs> Tommy Hazelton doesn't even have anywhere next to his name. The disrespect to the great, <laughs> the great inland city of Goulburn. <laughs> well, I have it.